For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. March Madness and baseball are finally upon us. Bet Online has you covered with all of the updated news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for this podcast brought to you by Just Alive, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. I personally have had issues with maintaining focus and energy levels throughout the day, and that's why Just Alive has come up with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C, plus their vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and that they could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you buy one, you get one free of the new gummy line with the code word SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using the code word SUPPORT. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barrier Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network. And before we end up going on break, we previewed what we previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show. And once again, it's the same thing we've been doing for the last couple of months, going through Golden State's upcoming games for the next week. But before we do that, we're going to quickly recap what happened yesterday. Overall, us personally, we had a pretty decent week. I believe went two and two. Ended up being wrong about the Wizards and the Nuggets game, but we were right about the Rockets and the Thunder. And overall, Golden State still kind of hanging around 500, currently one under. But there are four games to talk about for this upcoming week, so we're going to get under. We're going to get started. And we're going to be talking about one game taking place tonight, actually, at around 8 p.m. Eastern time, between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, taking place in Cleveland. And for this matchup, of course, Golden State is favored because Cleveland is one of the worst teams in the league. Golden State is currently minus six and a half at most spots. And if you also look around, the total in this one is 224. Now, looking at both teams lately, of course, Golden State has been on a bit of a heater, mostly because of how good Steph Curry's been, but I'll get into that in a little while. Meanwhile, Cleveland has been pretty mediocre. If you look through the last week or so, they have won three of five. They have covered in four of their last five, but they did lose five in a row before that. So all things considered, they are three and seven in their last ten. But Cleveland really is in the verge of... I can't even describe if they're tanking or not because they still have a lot of contracts and they're still playing Kevin Love even because they couldn't get rid of him. However, uh, you look at this team, they have no hopes of making the playoffs. Cleveland is currently 20-34, and 34, so that's a completely lost cause. And you also have some injury news to monitor for this game, of course, because in today's NBA, you never really know who's going to play. And looking at the injury report, Colin Sexton is questionable. Uh, he 
He's kind of currently dealing with a groin issue, so you do have to wonder if he's going to play. I don't know if he will, but that remains to be seen. However, Cleveland will be getting Jared Allen back, uh, who is expected to make his return after not playing for a pretty decent amount of time. He ended up playing in the last game, actually, but before that, he really went AWOL. He was gone from March 27th all the way through to April 11th before coming back against Charlotte and having 15-8 and eight in the process. But still, Cleveland is kind of rotating some guys in and out. Team's still not very good. Meanwhile, Golden State is pretty healthy. Oubre is out. Pascal is out. But you still look at the core. Still have Curry. Still have Wiggins, of course. Last time we talked, James Wiseman was still playing. And now he's out for the year with a pretty serious knee injury. But either way, uh, they're going to try to move on. And we'll see what happens. But looking at the matchup itself, I got to like Golden State here. Cleveland, I acknowledge the fact that this team has been kind of inconsistent. They're mostly bad, but they have shown some signs of life over the last couple of games. However, here's a looking at the roster. This team isn't very good. Now, these teams played earlier in the season. Golden State won at home by 31. Golden State's coming to this game following a very, very impressive 38-point win against Oklahoma City. Then again, it's against Oklahoma City, so I don't know if that really counts because Oklahoma City would probably lose to Baylor uh, because that team is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. But... Still beat Denver by 9, still beat Houston by 16. Golden State's been playing well. And the issue I have with Cleveland is assuming, let's just say that Sexton is out for this game, which I think is pretty likely, it's really going to be difficult for Cleveland to score. This offense is one of the worst offenses in the entire league, averaging below 104 points per game. And with Sexton out, who's easily their best offensive player, Cleveland should struggle to generate much, while I still think that Golden State should be able to use their superior ball movement and their superior shooting to win this game pretty handily. But looking at this actual line here, I like Golden State minus 6.5, and I also like the under, just because Cleveland should slow the pace, and I really just don't like Cleveland's offense at all. So in this game, will be a little bit more low score than what people think, but Golden State should probably win this game by about 12. Other than that, though, looking at the rest of the schedule for Golden State, it gets a little bit more difficult. Uh, you have a kind of a mixed bag, two hard games in the upcoming week, and two relatively easy games, of course, Cleveland being one of them because of the records. But then on Saturday, they have to travel on the road to the Garden to take on Boston. And Boston has been on a bit of a surge lately. Now, you're looking at the Celtics and how this team has underperformed all season long. This team still has played better. Now, of course, Celtics do play the Lakers tonight, so I can't give you full up-to-date information uh, on Saturday's game. But as of right now, Boston has won four in a row. You look at the teams that they've beaten, pretty decent competition. I know they beat Minnesota on... Uh, at home in overtime. But besides that, beat the Knicks by two, beat Denver on the road by 18, and beat Portland by one on the road. Three of those four teams are playoff teams, so that's still an impressive run there. Meanwhile, the meanwhile, Golden State, you look at this matchup, and it's really a tale of pretty much two matchups. On the one hand, you have Steph Curry versus Kemba, because that's going to be the main guard matchup in Kemba, who has been, I'd say, underwhelming. So far this season, I think, in my opinion, has been the kind of key to Boston making a deep playoff run. It's a matter of if Kemba can actually keep his shooting, I'd say, more consistent. But the other matchups you have is probably going to be between Tatum and whoever's going to be trying to guard him, whether it's going to be Oubre or Bazemore or even if they put Draymond Green on him because Tatum has been rolling lately, and you do have to wonder if Golden State can match up. Now, these teams did play once this season in Golden State, and Boston ended up winning that game by four. Was very, very close, came down to the wire. Boston made a couple of plays late. Now, Boston's roster is a little bit different uh, because they now have gone a little bit smaller. Uh, they got rid of Tice uh, since that matchup, for example. And Tristan Thompson is finally back in the lineup. But you're looking at this matchup here. I like Boston. 
Uh, I just think Boston's a better team. This team's clicking right now. And even though Golden State does have the best shooter on the planet in Steph Curry, I still don't like the supporting cast. I know it's not like a broken record. I've said it all year long. But Wiggins doesn't do it for me. Draymond doesn't do it for me. I know Draymond's a good defender, and I know he had a triple-double last game, but I don't think Draymond's very good at this stage in his career. And you're looking at everybody else. There's a reason why this team's below 500, and this team is also 10-18 and 18 on the road. I don't trust Golden State in the spot. Meanwhile, Boston might be three over, but they're 17-10 and 10 at home, and they have played well. So I like Boston, and this game might be close. I don't really know what the spread will be. Probably around five, but I like Boston to win this game by... Uh, let's say eight or nine. I think this game will be close for about a half, and I think Boston with Brown and Tatum should be able to extend that lead. Plus, I do think Robert Williams is a pretty uh, interesting matchup for Golden State's big men to handle. And Looney, even though he's bigger, of course, in terms of just height, Williams is significantly more athletic, and he has more upside. So I think Williams should have a pretty good game. And I do think that Boston should get the job done. But now looking at Golden State and looking at... Uh, the other game we're going to talk about, this game should be a pretty interesting one uh, for the third game on the schedule. This is going to be a matchup against Philadelphia on the road on Monday. Pretty bad matchup for Golden State, especially since they have no one to guard Embiid. It's going to be a real problem. Now, Simmons, of course, an elite perimeter defender, so he should be matched up on Curry, but Curry moves so well off ball. I'm not sure if that's really going to matter. But you look at the meeting so far this season, Philadelphia won the first meeting by 10. I know that that matchup isn't exactly a, I'd say, good indicator of the upcoming matchup because, of course, Curry did not play in that first meeting. But you're looking at the matchups here. Philadelphia is currently the one seed in the East. Uh, Golden State has had maybe a couple of moments where they've looked good against good teams. For the most part, been pretty underwhelming against the creme de la creme. And I do think that with the combination of Embiid and Simmons and Harris, I just think they have too much offensive firepower. Plus, Philadelphia can throw a lot of looks defensively with Simmons and Tybal, and Golden State just simply doesn't have that luxury. I think Embiid should have a huge game. Probably should go for, I don't even know, 30-15 and 15 against Golden State. And I know Dwight Howard has been day-to-day, but if Howard is going to come back for that game, then Philadelphia should really dominate on the boards. I do think that Golden State, which has been one of the worst rebounding teams in the entire league, should get absolutely destroyed on the glass. So I like Philadelphia in that game. I don't know what the line will be. Probably closer to around 8 or 9, but I'm not really sure. Depends on the injury report, stuff like that. I'm not going to speculate. But if I had to guess, that's what it would be. And I'm going to be taking Philly in that spot. At the end of the day, Golden State, I acknowledge that this team has played better lately, but I still just don't think that this team is ready to handle the size and stature of the Philadelphia 76ers. And that will take us to the final game on the upcoming week for Golden State. Before we recap uh, just some of the stats involving Golden State, it is going to be a matchup on Wednesday, a little rematch against the Golden against the uh, Washington Wizards. Now, these teams did play on Friday night. Golden State was down a decent amount early, came back, took a lead late, and then Washington ended up winning on that Bradley Beal four-point play, which was really unexpected because Beal was terrible down the stretch, and then uh, I forgot who fouled him. I want to say it was Wiggins who hit him on the head, he made the shot, and then uh, Curry missed a shot from about 40 feet to tie the game after uh, Damon Lee just decided, you know what, let me just not try to take a layup here, and ended up trying to kick it out to a teammate and turn the ball over instead. But not exactly the greatest play by Damian Lee, and I do think that Golden State is definitely thinking about that matchup a little bit. Now, Washington has played well lately. Of course, did beat Utah on the road in one of the bigger upsets in recent, uh, I'd say the last couple of weeks in the NBA. But they also ended up beating the Sacramento Kings, Yesterday, I know that the Kings are currently terrible, 
But you're looking at Washington, this team has played well lately. This team has been pretty streaky, mostly bad. But anytime you have Westbrook and Beal in that backcourt, they can easily win a game they probably don't deserve to win. However, you look at the recent performances, been pretty decent. Uh, the Wizards have won four of five, and they have the win in the first meeting against Golden State this season. Having said all that, I like Golden State. Uh, it's a simple spot where I just think Golden State is going to be pretty hungry after losing that first meeting in the game they probably should have won. Now, the issue that you had in that first matchup was the inside, which should get even worse because Wiseman's not available. You had Len and Robin and Robin uh, Lopez. I was to say Robin Williams. Robin Lopez, who both had really good games uh, in that first meeting. But Golden State, with the way Curry's been playing, I just think they have too much to handle. Uh, I think Westbrook, assuming Golden State forces him to be a jump shooter, I think he's going to shoot himself and the team out of the game, especially with how inefficient he is from the foul line and from just mid-range this season. Uh, and from three this season. Westbrook's really, despite averaging a triple-double, has really had some terrible shooting numbers. And I do think that Golden State will try to do whatever they can to force Westbrook to stay on the perimeter and to force him into taking some questionable shots. We're looking at the numbers for Westbrook here. He's shooting 30.6% from three, and he's shooting 43.9% from the floor. Plus, he's averaging five turnovers per game. He's really been an efficiency nightmare uh, looking at the season, but he's averaging 21.8%. 10.8 and 10.9, so he has a triple-double once again. He's pretty much a lock to get that. He might even average 22, 11, and 11, but his efficiency numbers are so bad that that's why Washington is currently 21 and 33, but I think Golden State will win the game. I think the spread will be low, probably around 3, 3.5, but I do think Golden State with Curry should be able to get, I'd say, vengeance uh, for that last loss and end up getting the job done. So, uh, we're going to look at some stats right now with Golden State, and we kind of have to start with Curry because he has been the story in the entire NBA for the last couple of games. And people are starting to wonder if he's got a shot to an MVP. Spoiler alert, no, no he doesn't. But I can understand why the conversation's coming up. Just to go through the last couple of games, starting from last Sunday against Atlanta. Against Atlanta, Curry at 37. Against Milwaukee, Curry at 41. Against Washington, Curry at 32. Against Houston on Saturday, he had 38. Against Denver on Monday, he had 53. And against Oklahoma City on Wednesday, he had 42. So Curry has been going absolutely nuts for the last week and a half, two weeks. And now, you have to wonder if he's going to be able to keep it going. Of course, he has the talent to do so. You kind of just get amazed at how teams don't just blindly double-team him every possession. I know he moves a lot off-ball. You know, he's constantly moving around screens. But at some point, you got to force somebody else to beat you. And when you're facing off against teams like Houston, Washington, Oklahoma City, uh, those teams don't really play much defense. Atlanta does, so the 37 was impressive there. Milwaukee does too, 41's impressive there. Scoring 53 against Denver. I don't think Denver's defense is very good, but still 53 is 53. And Oklahoma City is just a complete waste of space. So 42, Curry could have gone for 60 if he wanted to, but he ended up not playing the fourth. Either way, uh, just looking at the upcoming schedule, I think Curry's going to keep playing well. Will he play as well? Probably not. I think he'll do well against Cleveland tonight. But against Boston and against Philadelphia, I think they'll throw some different looks at him. And I think they'll force him a little bit off of his game. Washington, I think he'll bounce back, probably go for 35-plus. But against Boston and Philly, I would not be surprised to see him struggle a little bit more than from the floor, which is why I do think that Boston and Philly will win those two games and cover. But looking at the rest of the team, Draymond had a triple-double in his last game. Has he played well besides that? Kinda. I feel like that's a good way to describe it. I'm sorry if that sounds a little bit of a cop-out answer, but you're looking at Draymond's numbers. 
6.7 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 8.6 assists. He's shooting 42% from the floor, 26.3% from three, averaging 2.9 turnovers per game. And yeah, that's really all there is to it. I know he had 18, 7, and 7 against Denver and 12, 10, and 16 against Oklahoma City. Before that, though, really a non-factor. Two points, five points, six points. Uh, no double-doubles to speak of at all. Not even double-digit assists or rebounds in those games. But triple-double against Oklahoma City, maybe he found something again offensively. But truth is, most teams probably shouldn't guard him. And I feel like Draymond is only a facilitator at this point. But you're looking at his stats against Cleveland so far this season. Six points, eight rebounds, 16 assists. So I do think he'll have a lot of assists in this one. But Draymond, until he actually starts making the outside shot more, the spacing is going to be an issue for this team. And you can pretty much play five-on-four defense because you can pretty much ignore Draymond at all costs. But other than that, though, you have Wiggins averaging 18 points per game, uh, 4.7 rebounds, and 2.3 assists with one block per game. He was averaging a lot more blocks that has kind of slowed down, but especially with Wiseman out now, he's still kind of being relied on as a de facto wing rim protector. So that's kind of dicey, but you don't really have a choice there. But either way, you're looking at Wiggins. I will give him props, though, because Golden State has played 55 games. And Wiggins has played in every game, so he has been pretty durable, uh, and that's definitely something to keep in mind. Other than that, though, really not much else to talk about in terms of the numbers. Uh, Wiseman season's over, so his rookie season's going to finish with 39 games played, 27 starts, 11.5 points per game, and 5.8 rebounds. He was playing well uh, leading up to the injury, but of course, you know, that happens sometimes in the NBA. And now you got to rely more on the likes of... Well, some pretty unproven commodities. Uh, you have Kev- Kevon Looney's been around for a while, but he's only averaging 3.7 points per game and 4.2 rebounds. Really not that great of a player. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Other than that, Pascal's still injured. Don't really have many options. So that's going to be a huge issue for Golden State. It's going to be size, and we'll see if they can overcome it. But looking at the four games once again, uh, just to go through my thoughts, it's going to be... First of all, in the first matchup against Cleveland tonight, I like the Golden State Warriors and the under. Uh, for against Boston, I like the Celtics. Against the 76ers, I like the 76ers. And against Washington, I like Golden State. So I have the Warriors going 2-2, two and two, and that's going to do it for this installment of the Ben Barry Podcast. Other than that, though, good luck to all of you and your the best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.